Welcome to Listen to Talking with Trees, a podcast by Anetta Lander, which is a series of attempts at addressing specific trees in Swedish, Finnish or English. This is a freestanding sequel to the project Meetings with Remarkable and Unremarkable Trees. This episode is part of Pondering with a Pine, a series of conversations recorded with a pine tree in Kaivopuisto Park in Helsinki. Hello, Pine. Nice to see you again. It's been a while, almost three weeks. Now it's summer. It's quite windy, although the wind is abating now in the evening. I came to you this late. Yes, it's rather late. Uh, almost uh, seven o'clock in the evening, although the sun is still high in the sky. Exactly because I hoped that the wind would would abate. It's nice to see you in bloom with the small pollen cones, small yellowish green ones all over, all over. There is a saying in in uh, Swedish. The time between bird cherries and lilacs, or melanhego syren in Swedish, and that's supposed to be the most beautiful uh, time of the year. It's a very short period uh, because first uh, the bird cherries bloom, and then uh, lilacs uh, come a little bit afterwards. And the time between them is, is or when both of them bloom, is rather short. Of course, it depends on the on the area. Uh, here in southern Finland, uh, it's uh, early compared to the north of Finland, but uh, of course later than, than in, in south of Sweden or Europe. But what we have here is the light. And this is now, uh, it's one month still we have longer and longer and longer days. In Helsinki there is no midnight sun, but we have the white nights too. Uh, the midnight sun is further up in the north. Well, I didn't uh, plan to talk to you about uh, blooming or, or the sun, or the sun, although I know that light is important to you. this wind. I know light is important to you, but um, rather I wanted to talk about a text I happened to read, uh, which uh, is published in, in the latest uh, online journal called Art Notes, a text by Devon Ward, I, I guess his name was, Australian or American scholar, and the, the title of the text was something like... Um, environmental personhood and environmental statehood. And I happened to read it exactly because it was uh, open access and not behind a paywall. So that's a good example how important it is to have uh, open access to text if you want uh, 
all kinds of people to read them. But uh, why I think it's interesting for our conversation was because he, he spoke about the artworks also uh, in terms of these uh, concepts of, of personhood. And he created a, um, some sort of continuum uh, between works that emphasize the agency of the environment or the agency of, of uh, various uh, environmental entities or uh, well, uh, non-human things like you. And uh, on the one hand, and on the other hand, uh, artworks that emphasize the personhood of such entities or things. And I thought, uh, I thought that was, uh, uh, in a way, interesting because, uh, of course, a lot of contemporary art and uh, bio art and media art uh, really work with the agency of plants or the agency of trees or or the agency of, of various uh, uh, biological phenomena uh, and make them somehow palpable and <coughs> excuse me palpable and, and and visible or audible for humans with the help of technology or various processes uh, whereas uh, um, I'm really, uh, by addressing you in this conversation, I'm somehow emphasizing your personhood. Or I like to think that I'm, I'm somehow emphasizing your subjectivity. Of course, people can say that I'm anthropomorphizing you and, and just playing in a theatrical manner with, with sort of uh, turning you into a into a fictional character or something like that, but that's not my aim. Well, uh, his idea of personhood was personhood not in the terms in terms of um, individuality or subjectivity or, or something like that, but in legal terms, because uh, even enterprises and and uh, all kind of uh, associations can be. Legally uh, compared with persons, so they can be legal persons with with legal rights. And some artists have worked with this uh, notion uh, together with environmentalists, uh, trying to to claim the rights of of environmental entities. And the classic example is, of course, uh, the the river in New Zealand that gained a personhood or, or sort of legal rights uh, compatible with persons in 2017. And he mentions uh, an art project, I think it was called Terra Zero or something like that, uh, which uh, uh, tried to, uh, to create uh, the possibility for a forest to own itself. So so, uh, which is a funny idea, because of course a forest should own itself, but to own itself in a, in, in, in a human sense, so it could uh, have the right to, to protect 
its uh, integrity and, and not uh, be used at will by humans and so on. And then the other example he used was uh, the Embassy of the North Sea, a large project, uh, a Dutch one, uh, which uh, uh, contained several, uh, several smaller projects. And that uh, and works with more like uh, representational strategies, trying to emphasize the need to have uh, the representation of, of such entities as the North Sea uh, taken into consideration when, when making uh, decisions. And that brought him to think of the sort of environmental statehood, because of course the North Sea is, is sort of bigger than a person or, or the, the legal um, legal uh, systems that would govern the North Sea are more uh, compatible with the, with the, the, the sort of uh, the rights of states rather than rights of persons, although multinational corporations of course are also sort of wider than, than one, within one state in some sense. So in a way, what he wrote about was not at all uh, uh, what we're doing here now in this uh, rather one-sided conversation, but I still thought it was interesting to, to think of personhood uh, from that perspective. And what would it mean if uh, if uh, I would consider you as a legal person? Uh, because uh, I try to show respect to you as like a, as a subject uh, or subjectivity and uh, a person in that sense. But as a legal person, for instance, uh, you should have the right to decide if you want to appear in the video footage together with me or not and uh, of course you could have the rights to decide how uh, your image uh, could be framed and so on that's complicated and and of course the idea of of uh, sort of using the human idea of legal rights uh, on other entities that we share this planet with is is somehow absurd but i can i can see the the strategy behind it because um, it's one way to try to claim some sort of untouchability or some sort of rights for for other beings well um Now when, I'm, now when I'm explaining this, uh, uh, my fascination with this text to you, I realize it's, it's uh, quite beside the point, actually. Uh, yeah. But uh, because here, when, when I encounter you, uh, it's not as a legal entity in any way, uh, and 
and I'm not a legal entity for you either, or person. Well, well, I have to think about this, but thanks for listening to me again, and, and I wish you a nice evening, and uh, I hope you will have a, a nice week. Yeah, take care. This was an episode of the podcast Talking with Trees.